Uh, first, okay, I want to introduce myself over here. You got Big Boy, the Aquarius half of the group. And on this side, you got Andre 3000, the Gemini of the group. Y'all know what it is. Well, um, Aquemini was actually um, like a, a blending of both of the signs, the Aquarius and the Gemini. Like letting people know that like two totally different worlds can come together and make this music. You know, and then at the time, we had some people, you know what I'm saying, running around to my uh, it's our cash going to break up because we were so totally like opposite, you know what I'm saying? Some people be calling it the odd couple or whatever, whatever you know what I'm saying? But, it, I mean, that's our formula. It's always worked like that, you know what I mean? So, um, we just let them know we're here to stay. everybody it's your boy Sid Davis back once again with another episode of the social introvert podcast episode 70 you can find the show on bynkradio.com forward slash podcast my bad as well as SoundCloud Stitcher Apple Podcasts and Google Play so uh today um I want to talk about outcasts for a little bit I'm not going to you know, extend this to like 30 or 40 minutes, man. This is going to be, you know, quick and easy and I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> man, the very first time I got exposed to Outcast, I was... Shit. I think it, it wasn't Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music. It was actually AT Aliens. Like, because everybody praises that album. That's like the album for everybody. Um, and my dad bought it when it first came out um and one of my favorite songs at the time was uh of course elevators and then um i believe it was what's jazzy bell jazzy bell was jazzy bell was okay but it, it was just something about elevators that's just till this day is fucking amazing like it surprises the hell out of me when i get in a car and um I won't even have to hook up the aux cord or the Bluetooth, you know, you know, for, to play music through my phone. Um, sometimes I'll let the radio play. And from time to time, um, matter of fact, the radio station here, the hip hop station, uh, I think it's 90. Is it? Damn, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's 94.1. It's either 93.1 or 94.1. Um, at noon every weekday they play like a throwback um, like a whole hour session you know throwback jams and sometimes elevators by outcast will come on I'll crank that shit all the way up and just ride to it uh, the song is just incredible to me but overall I want to talk about why I love outcast so much um, how they influenced me like just Cause they're one of my biggest influences and it's so crazy till this day i can't really figure out why i was so 
obsessed with Outcast. Like, I'm kind of still obsessed with them, but I, I think it was around the time. Okay, AT Aliens, great album. First exposure, I went back to um, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music, of course. And then this is when they were gearing up to to release Aquimini. That's that's basically where my obsession kicked in. I didn't give a fuck about nobody. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a New York uh, rap head for the rest of my days till I die. But in that time period, when they were gearing up to release Aquimini, I didn't care about nobody. I was like, bro, outcast, outcast, outcast. Uh, anytime they released a video, anytime they were doing a press run, um, anytime, um, you know, the Source magazine issue would come out and there would be an article or interview from either Big Boy or Andre or both. Bruh, I was in the store trying to open up the issue and read it. Or sometimes um, my mom would let me, you know, she would buy me one of the issues from time to time. You know, I wouldn't, I wasn't like a, a huge magazine head unless it was like the source or something or vibe. That's the only time I was really getting magazines. I didn't give a shit about nothing else. But at that time period, it my whole obsession, Goody Mob and Outcast. I didn't give a fuck about nobody. Um, <laughs> so when Outcast comes out, um, I remember my mom took me to the store. This is the time we were living on a military base in... And um, not no, we weren't living on a military base yet. We were living off the base, but I was in North Carolina at the time, in uh, in Havelock. Uh, she buys me the CD, and you remember, I, I, I'm gonna miss those days, based off of you know Best Buy not selling CDs anymore, and soon Target is gonna do the same thing, just not selling CDs. You would go into the store, and. Um, you just couldn't wait to open the packaging because once you got in the car or once you got home, you're ripping open the plastic packaging. Yeah, you put the CD on, but you're not really paying attention to the music playing. The first thing that I think for me anyway, what people would grab for or what I would grab for is the booklet. Open up the booklet to read the credits. Who produced what? Who wrote what? Um, matter of fact, when Equimini first came out, um, I'm not sure if it's in the, the reprinted uh, issues or like the vinyl, because actually, now that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this and I'm doing this episode, they are actually uh, putting out reissues of Equimini on vinyl. So um, big up to OKPlayer.com for doing that. That's so dope. But anyway, um, you open the CD booklet up. This is the original. I don't know about the the reissued CD copy, but the lyrics, like every single lyric to each song (laughs) was in the booklet. And, you know, they're, you know, outcast from the South, they're from Atlanta, you know, look, country boys rap a little fast. You couldn't understand what they were saying, but guaranteed if you listen to the songs and you were like kind of going off of the lyrics or looking at the lyrics just to make out what they were saying. I think by the time you were done with listening to the album a few times, you would memorize 
every single lyric with the country twang today today accents everything like you like you knew the fucking words to the song and i think that was so amazing it i think there's only a few albums that have done that um but i mainly remember outcast was the first time i saw like the song lyrics inside the cd booklet now um one of my favorite songs till this day uh, <laughs> from Outcast is Spaghetti Junction. That's actually on Stankonia. That's after Equimini. Um But one of my favorite songs on Equimini, I should say. Oh shit, it's hard. Um, <laughs> it might be The Art of Storytelling, Part 1. Or Skew It on the Barbie, featuring Raekwon. And I think Skew It on the Barbie, featuring Raekwon, is one of the hardest outcast beats ever to me in my opinion um y'all can disagree with me or whatever i think skew it on a barbie is one of the illest fucking beats of all time like just anything outcast i think that's one of the hardest beats ever but um that was one of my favorite songs i would play that you know like crazy rosa parks was another a joint that i enjoy but I had heard Rosa Parks so much, you know, it's not like I got tired of the song, but I'm like, damn, like, y'all, y'all running this shit into the ground, like, <laughs> okay, um, Return of the G was also another dope song, um, it's the Return of the Gangster, thanks to, um, damn, what did Andre say, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't trying to sit there and memorize all of that, but, Skew It On The Barbie is one of my favorite songs on this album. Equimini, of course, especially with the last verse when Andre and Big Boy come in and just switch off. You know, they just feed off of each other with that that last verse. Uh, West Savannah, Big Boy was hard. Um, I like Slump. Slump is actually one of my other favorite songs on that album. I love Slump. Um... I will say this synthesizer featuring George Clinton. I always skip that song. I don't know if anybody just like did the same thing that I did, but I never really cared. Like, and this is the weird part. I'm a huge George Clinton parliament funk fan. Like I'm obsessed with parliament funk. It's ridiculous how that band from like the late sixties and the seventies and shit, going into the 80s <clears throat> made that music I wasn't even born yet and I'm obsessed with the shit still obsessed with it till this day but I'm thinking okay Outkast George Clinton this should be great it's it's alright I just never really care for the synthesizer joint not one of my favorite songs um you know what the artist storytelling part 2 no one talks about that Cause the artist storytelling part two is kind of dope too. Um, I like that beat, but not as much as the very the first version. And then I think the remix, the remix had Slick Rick on it. But anyway, I'm running, I'm getting off on a tangent. Um, man, there, there's always this debate. Like people automatically, whenever you mention Andre three thousand. Oh, top 10 dead or alive, top five dead or alive, or one of the greatest rappers of all time. He doesn't have an album. 
And I always argued that, but I realized how great Andre 3000 is. Um, I don't think he's top five or top 10. He's not one of the greatest. Um, yes, he has an album. He has one album, technically, The Love Below. And I think that's one of the illest albums ever made that somehow is included <laughs> in the hip hop genre. I think it's ridiculous. Um, he he raps on Happy Valentine's Day. He raps on Spread. What other song did he rap on? Um, oh, shit. The, the final track on The Love Below, where he's rapping for like what four or five minutes straight um that's a, that's about it every other song in the love below he's singing or it's just instrumentation he has a fucking song on the album featuring Nora Jones <laughs> that's not even no that's nowhere close to hip hop but anyway um i could i can't consider him in the top even though i think he is great I just can't consider him as top five or top 10 or the greatest of all time. To me, honestly, people overlook Big Boy. I think that is the pit bull of Outkast. I think that is the pit bull of Goody Mob. Don't sleep on Big Boy. Like, it, it took me a minute because, you know, I was one of those people that really like Andre 3000. Still do, but every once in a while, it was, fam, it was some verses from big boy i was like shit this nigga man don't sleep on big boy and you know slowly over time um my likeness within the duo was leaning more towards big boy uh almost like eight ball and mjg <clears throat> back then love eight ball like just always talked about eight ball as the years went by um <laughs> MJG was coming with it like all the fucking time, like coming correct every time. Um, Trey and Zero, assholes by nature. Um, I was always obsessed with Zero. Still am, but then over time, Trader Truth, like, bro, always coming correct on some shit. Mob Deep, too. I, I always like Prodigy, but then now it's like as I get older, I'm like, bro. Yo, Havoc, <laughs> yo, Havoc was kind of hard too. Havoc was a little harder than Prodigy. So yeah, um, now that I'm older, man, I think my likeness with between the duo is leaning more towards Big Boy. Just especially because of his solo albums, man. Uh, Big Boy solo albums, all of them are dope. Even the um, even the collaborative uh, effort with Fantagram, the Big Grams album, that was dope. And, I, you know, I really like Fantagram. But anyway, um, shit, what, what was Big Boy's last album? Boomiverse? Hard. So, um, all we got from Andre really was uh, To Bury Your Parents song. And then uh, Look Ma No Hands. I can listen to Look Ma No Hands. I really can't sit and listen to To Bury Your Parents because that... I relate to that shit way too much. I was just like, bro, I had to turn this shit off within the first two minutes. I was like, bro, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And the fact, if you go on Andre 3000's page, 
I think he has like one picture up and it's the picture of him and his mom. I was like, bro, <laughs> and even, you know, my mom's still here, but you know, listening to that song, I think of my dad and I'm like, bro, I can't do it. Can't listen to it. So yeah. Um, I really, I, I like big boy a lot more than I like Andre 3000. I know it sounds a little foreign to most people. Like my homeboy, um, Jay, shout out to Jay. That motherfucker, like he likes Andre 3000, but that dude, he's like, bro, man, that Antoine Pat, um, big boy's real name is Antoine Patton. He'd be like, oh man, Antoine Patton, man, that nigga coming correct. Antoine Patton ain't nobody better than him. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, um, I, I really love this duo. I think this is till this day, even kids from a younger generation, they'll listen to Outkast and they'll they'll come to appreciate it and love it too, just like we did. Um, it's almost uh who can I relate them to that, you know, that stands the test of time that if a kid to listen to it, they still like it. Um I don't know, man. I don't know. It's too rare because I think you really have to be like a music lover to just understand. Like my little brother, my little brother loves Outkast. Like he fucks with Outkast heavy. It's a shame that Outkast, I think the last album they released together was Idlewild. And it's like, we don't have any new joints from them. It's, you know, it's nothing current from Outkast. It's a shame. Unless you want to talk about the the reunion show they did in Atlanta, but that's not enough. I would like an album from them. Uh, maybe a solo album from Andre and another solo album from Big Boy. Kind of do what they did for Speaker Box and The Love Below. I would love to see that again. They don't have to do this one album together that they've always been doing from Southern Playalistic all the way up to, you know, Stankonia shit uh do what you did on speaker box and let below i'll take it i'm buying <laughs> i will buy that shit but anyway um <clears throat> i i bumped into something i bumped into an article regarding outcasts and their first album southern playlistic cadillac music uh the song players ball i did not know that it was originally meant to be a Christmas song. I'm just finding this out. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Jesus. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. But, um, I didn't realize it was a Christmas song. But when I listened to the instrumentation of the beat for Player's Ball and the jingle bells in the background with the drum pattern and everything and the kick, I'm like, oh... And then you really listen to the chorus. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I can see it being a Christmas song, but for some reason they didn't want to push that because I don't think, I don't know if they were going to get taken serious or anything, but I mean, the fact that finding out it was, I guess, originally meant to be a Christmas song is kind of dope. I, I thought that was interesting to me anyway. Um, and then... <clears throat> On their second album, AT Aliens, it wasn't supposed. That wasn't the original title. I don't know what the they, they didn't reveal what the title was or was gonna be, but I know at the last minute they scrapped it and um <clears throat> and they just named it AT Aliens. 
um, Aquimini. I think they said Aquimini actually was supposed to be the first album. That was supposed to be the first title. Like ever for a debut album, they were going to call it Aquimini. So I think that's why at that time I was so obsessed with them and the the build up like leading from AT Aliens into Aquimini was so huge. Like people were like, okay, can they do it again? Can they do it again? Can they top AT Aliens? And then they did it. It was like, oh shit, <laughs> is this the peak? And that's, you know, from Aquimini, we didn't know what they were going to do next. I'm like, okay, are they going to top Aquimini? Lo and behold, boom, Staconia. They take it a step even further. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, you know, Staconia leads into Speaker Box and Love Below, one of their greatest selling albums of all time. You know, split it in the middle. Each had their solo album. And it's just like, dog, what can't they do? What can't they do now? Like, it's, it's effortless at this point. And then we um, we get to Idlewild. And Idlewild was good, but at the same time... You know what? I, I'll say this. I think Outkast got to a point where... They might have thought they didn't... You know, they didn't want to overstay their welcome. Maybe. Because I always keep hearing rumors about them too. Kind of like beefing with each other but it's weird because prior to them coming together they used to battle each other just prior to southern playlistic cadillac music at aliens all the albums these two actually used to beef and and battle each other like rap battle and so it's just strange like i don't know maybe it's because of the you know business and money coming into the situation i, I don't know but in my mind, I would like to think they didn't want to overstay their welcome and they kind of they kind of want to go out with a bang and like, OK, we'll just we'll stop it here. Maybe come back. So, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to have the fact that these two started bumping heads and disagreeing with each other in my mind. I don't want to have that at all. Plus, I mean, as of recent, um, Big Boy Son Bamboo uh, Bamboo which was featured on a, a fucking skit in uh on the Speaker Box album. <laughs> I think trying to trying to rap over the Tomb of the Boom instrumental. He just graduated. Not you know going into uh college and Big Boy and Andre are there and Andre is like alongside of them smiling and cheesing. They're all together laughing it up. So I'm like, bro, it can't be beefing, you know, it can't, it was just, I guess it was just rumors from people just making up any fucking thing they wanted to make. Um, I'm, I'm under the belief that they didn't want to overstay their welcome and then, you know, kind of take a backseat. Let's do a reunion show, whatever reunion tour, you know, in Atlanta. And then maybe, you know, coming to talks with doing an album because, um, what is it? Or organized, organized noise dropped an EP last year that was really good. So I'm pretty sure the fact that organized noise are back together making music. I think this is where 
Organized Noise and Outcast will collide again to do another album. And I cannot fucking wait. Um, I know for a fact we're not getting it in 2018, but I'm pretty damn sure we might get something in 2019. And I'm ready. Um, as far as it goes for like Outcast being an influence to me, I'll say this as me being a, a music artist myself and writing music and kind of constructing a certain flow to whatever type of beat that I'm given. They're actually one of the ones that help me kind of stretch out my flow a little more, kind of be a little more slick with it, rap a little bit faster than usual. Um, Yeah, you could say Jay-Z back in like, what, 95, 96, because Jay-Z was never really rapping the way he was rapping now. Like, he Jay-Z used to rap real fast, but you know, a lot of a lot of us got introduced to kind of like the steady, you know, slow down Jay-Z outcast. However, um, they're one of the ones that it helped me learn how to rap a little bit faster. Same with Bone Thugs, um, same with uh, Crucial Conflict. Um, a, a lot of those rappers that are really, you know, the speed rappers, Twister, Speed Not Mobsters. It's, <laughs> I can keep going down a list, but, you know, Outkast is along that list of artists that have influenced me to rap a little different instead of just the basic, you know, upstate Detroit, New York, Philly rapping. They helped that. They helped me with that a lot. And. I appreciate it because anytime I think about like, all right, maybe I should rap fast at this part or say something a little fast and kind of like um, do the little triple syllable type. You know what I mean? Um, I always think of Big Boy. He's the very first person that comes to mind when I when I try doing that. So um, I appreciate that. But yeah, like I said, I didn't want to stay long with this episode. I just wanted to, you know, get this out there and and show my appreciation for outcast man i'm i want to hear another fucking album bro like where are they at but anyway um that wraps up this episode for me thank you for listening to episode 70 of the social introvert podcast real quick shout out to random tandem uh shout out to talking greasy the white shirt society shout out to conversation con artists shout out to ignorant philosophy and I cannot forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to Gummy Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. And shout out to Carefree Black Nerd with Rain Coleman. And our blog content creators over there at the BYNK Radio website. Shout out to Jasmine Blue. And shout out to Hakeem Skip with Attila the Tape. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Isa Davis. And, um... I changed my I changed my Instagram handle. Listen carefully. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm doing this because I'm corny and it's the month of October, you know, Halloween and shit. Um follow me on Instagram at the Black Sydney Prescott. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Y'all should know by now I'm a troll. I'm silly. I'm goofy. I do whatever I want. I'm, I don't know. I don't care. 
Um, that's at the Black Sydney Prescott on Instagram. Uh, send your thoughts. Uh, if you got any questions, just any, it could be about anything, man. It ain't got to be music related. It doesn't matter to me. I like reading about anything. Send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. And, um, oh, and man, go, go on to Spotify. If any of you have Spotify, hop on Spotify and listen to my weekly updated playlist titled the social introvert playlist. Um, I'm throwing some songs up here and there, you know, rearranging is um, not a not a whole lot of new current stuff, but it's a, a lot of shit that I like. Um, it's not all hip hop. So go ahead. Um, if you have Spotify, go check it out. The Social Introvert Playlist. Uh, and as always, see you guys next week. Peace. Okay, the radio.